Hi, Broadway fans. Welcome back for Broadway Breakdown, new year, new musicals. We're so excited to start it off. We're going to be talking Sound of Music, the theater show, so don't go too far. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Broadway Breakdown. I had to start it with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. A drop of golden sun. Come on, guys. I'm not singing. Come on, <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. It's not in my range. Someone from Mars. No. No. No one told me this. It's not in my contract. Hey, hey, later. Your contract said that we could breach. <laughs> I knew I should have read the small print. Uh, welcome back, guys. 2017. Yeah, we, we made arrived. it. We survived yes. 2016. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody had a great, great holiday season and uh, is having a great New Year so far. Uh, like I said, we're doing obviously the Sound of Music today, yes. the theater show. We'll get to the movie next week. But I have a full panel with me. Yay. Yay. So exciting. Can we, let's Yay. start on the end with you, sir. Uh, hello, I'm Mark J. Freeman, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lorraine Love. Hi, I'm Becca Brown. You all can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B. Talks TV. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Dakota T. Jones. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. And I'm, of course, Brianna Phipps. You can find me at bphipps14 on Twitter and Instagram, bphipps1214 on Snapchat. Jackie, unfortunately, was not here to join us for the new year. We'll give her a hard time on Twitter. Go, go call her. <laughs> She's watching Rent in the OC right now, so, you know, we're not feeling too bad for yeah. No, no. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Becca's jealous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get right into the show. Uh, this is probably I, one of the most iconic shows yeah. of yeah. all time. I don't think many people don't know what this show is, even if you're not a theater fan. Mm-hmm. So let's. I want to get a little bit of background. So let, talk to me about your first kind of like introduction with Sound of Music. The movie. I don't know that I've ever actually seen a, other than the live TV, I don't think I, yeah. and, and clips online, I don't think I've ever actually been in a theater and watched mm-hmm. it live. Sorry. But I'm going to hear talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, same. Uh, I used to watch it every year around Christmas time yeah. in my music class when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. It is strange that it's kind of become a, like a, holiday. a Christmas holiday mm-hmm. musical. Know, yeah. when it, there's well, nothing inside of it. Well, that has to be back in yeah. the day when I was young... <laughs> And you couldn't rent DVDs and stuff. You had to, you waited for them to come on TV, and that's just always when they came on. So it kind of got associated with yeah. that. Yeah, that the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Nice. My first um, experience was whenever I was I was probably in like kindergarten or something like that in my in the high school at, at my school was was putting it on. And I remember my the first time I fell in love with it was when I was listening to 16 going on 17. Mm. Because I remember I was a little kid and they were like in the gazebo and they were like spinning around and then at the very end right before the lights kicked out um, they like kissed. And I remember I, I, I don't think I'd ever seen any teenagers kiss before. Mm. And so I remember <laughs> I was like oh my gosh. And so then I was on the bus going back to my like kindergarten school after we watched it and this girl and I were sitting next to each other and we were like can you believe that they kissed this is crazy <laughs> so then we were like they did this and this and this and then we accidentally kissed and that was my one of my first kisses and oh, I was like funny. I have sound of music to thank for that that's, <laughs> that's so crazy oh my goodness and, and she, made, she was like oh my gosh 
And she kind of pushed me away. She's like, we can't tell anyone that we did that. <laughs> and so it was cute. That was, that was cute. It was My fun. first introduction, I think, was my mom had the record, the mm-hmm. old school oh, yeah. record. Yep. And my dad had a record player. And, like, we would play it and listen to the new songs. And then, like, eventually I saw the, the movie my, that my parents bought on VHS. And it was when you had to have two separate tapes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it was so was long. Oh, yeah. 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 I got that, too. Yeah. Which I never got. And then, like, when I got older, I was like, oh, it's for when you go to the movie theater, you had an intermission. I, I get it. Yeah. Because I was like, why is there an intermission? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is so nice to be able to put, like, faces and everything to all these songs. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the movie soundtrack. Yeah. Um, on record. Oh, re- movie, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, let's talk about where this came from, the whole play and musical. So, there was a real, it's based on a real story. Uh, it's a book called The Story of the Trap Family Singers, mm-hmm. written by Maria Von Trapp. Mm-hmm. Um, which is always an interesting thing to me when yeah. they take real life and, like, turn mm-hmm. it into a musical yeah. because it's such right. a hard thing to you're always like I don't know I would be so on edge like I hope I get this right I hope I do justice to these people's story right Right. I don't know about it. what do you guys think so like the that, like so you're saying that it was a book and obviously it's a true story that was made into a book okay and, and so, the book so then the did they ask her permission or did she already passed at this point whenever they were no, trying to make she it no, she was alive, alive. Oh, she, she was alive. actually yeah. in the movie oh the my real gosh. Maria is actually in the movie see I, I know that's next week that. sorry that's so okay. cool. What character did she play? Patience. Uh, I'm gonna have to keep Mark, stopping myself. Over here. Yeah. He's asking which character. Yeah, which character? Uh, she wasn't a character. She was uh, when Maria is walking. It's when she's leaving the Abbey and going to the house to meet the family for the first time, and she's singing the song. Um, uh, what's, so it came. What is it? I have confidence. Uh, I have confidence. Um, she walks. You'll see the the the, ang- the camera turns, and she's walking through like a looks like a under a bridge or something and a group of three women walk behind her and Mar- the real Maria is one of no those women. No way. Yeah. Whoa. It's distant. You can't even really see her. <laughs> like you have to really know that they're there because it's it's pretty far away but it is her. And they sang together on um, Dinah Shore. Yeah. Wow. She's like, I'm I dating just myself. To kind of be in it. <laughs> yeah. No, they knew, they knew that and it's been, and there's a lot of, I, I mean, I was reading some of the things about how the stage version and everything has is different from the, the real book. life. Yeah. The real, like they did what really change happened. certain things. Um, um, like they left when they left, it wasn't the big dramatic ending. Yeah, they it was said like they, they left pe- on a train. They left on a train. Oh, People really? knew they were leaving. Um, and he and the, it was before and, it had gotten so bad that you wouldn't have been able to leave. Right, right. Okay. Um, and they were married eleven years prior to all of that happening with the night. Yeah. It didn't like happen when right they got after. back from the honeymoon. Obviously, if we right. told right the real story, wow. it would have taken a lot. Right, yeah, hours, exactly. Which is already helpful. Um, and the other thing <laughs> yeah. that I thought was interesting was that the captain was not as. Harsh. Harsh as he is in the in the play and in the in the movie you musical. Know, gotta, it's, it's he actually encouraged them to sing. Gotta, he was very encouraging of them gotta, to sing and stuff like that. And they all knew how to sing before she got. That yeah. has no love left in yes. his heart. Yeah. Yeah. to make him love again. Yeah, yeah. So like, did they got her permission? I guess. And then was she heavily involved in creating the musical, or was it one of those things where they kind of got the rights to the book and kind of went with it what they wanted to? I think do it was a little it. A and B. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I would, I would be super if I if it was like I don't think it was like a J.K. Rowling thing of like, she I have final say in what happens. Uh, Only thing that I read that they were that bothered them was uh, it was the kids were bothered that they portrayed the father as angry as he was. Um, That was the only thing that I in looking up stuff for this. That was the only thing that I kind of came across. I would understand that. That would make me upset too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had to take the story and do with it and make it. 
interesting. Yeah. Like a little bit more interesting, I guess. And she actually yeah. was not their governess. She was a tutor for one of the kids. Oh. Really? And then she fell what I this is what I just what I read. That yeah, I she read fell in love. So that she actually fell in love with the kids. Oh. First. And that's what convinced her to marry him. She actually was said she wasn't in love with yeah, him I did read at that the time part. they got married. Oh. But she said she grew to love him and she said it was the biggest the strongest love of her life. She never had anyone that she loved that much after she got to know him. Oh stuff. my gosh. Becca, I feel like your face like we're just ruined. <laughs> no. Me too. No. I'm just freaking out now. Like. I, now it's like even better. Right? That makes, yeah. That makes the whole story even better. Yeah. yeah. It makes me want to read her book. Yeah. Like yeah. It makes me want to read, read more book. about it. I wish yeah. I had like done that over the holiday season. That's they actually, I found something myself. too that had their pictures of them when they came over to America. And all the kids, I, oh. I literally thought it was all the same kid. And I was like, oh no, those are all different. Because they were all dressed the same oh, yeah. and their hair was all the same. Uh, so it was after, so funny because I kept going, oh no, they have different names. Those are different people. <laughs> but yeah. yeah and, that's, and they had seven stories, kids. The two stories, they did come to America and there's a whole other portion about while they were living in America. Right. I wonder if right. the Ooh. whole thing with Liesl and Rolf is actually like a thing or if that was made up. That one, I don't know. I didn't read anything yeah. about that. We'll have to read the book. And I know. Or if now any I'm of inspired. you guys in the chat room I want to know. have read the book or know these answers, go ahead and try Oh, I should try, get, try and get in the chat room, huh? Um... So moving on from the book, let's get into the play. Okay. Um, so we have these different characters. We have Maria, of course. We have Captain Georg von Trapp. Max, the uh, business manager. <laughs> We're watching ourselves right now, guys. I'm trying to get to the chat. There we go. Uh, okay. Like the business manager kind of <laughs> uncle yeah. person to the kids and to the um, captain. Uh, the mother of Abyss, who is the mother superior in the church. Uh, Baroness Schrader, mm-hmm. who he's engaged to. We, there's so many characters. I know. I know. When I saw that cast, I was like, "Oh God!" Well, and the weird thing is, is it's it's a lot of characters that are all prominent characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's shows they where you have a lot of people, but they're not. They're like background, or they don't necessarily have a name, right? That you would know. Yeah, most. But these are all like have a name, except for like some of the nuns. Like they're all pretty. Yeah. Important characters to the story. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we have Rolf, and then of course we have all the kids: Liesel, Frederick, Luisa, Kurt, Brigitte, Marta, Gretel. Yeah, so like it's because of all the kids that yeah. there's a lot of prominent characters. I, oh my god! Every time I watch it, I'm like seven children, I know. and they had three it's more exhausting. together. Yeah, they did, Maria and Maria and the captain. captain. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Yeah, I wrote all down all their real names if you want. Wow. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. The, real names. the real kids' names are Rupert, Agatha, Maria. Werner, Hedwig, Joanna, and Martina. Those were the seven that wow. he had before. And then the three kids together were Rosemary, Eleanor, and um, I think it's jo- Johan. J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S. Johan, Johan I think. Johan. Yeah, so that's all the kids. Wow. It's just a lot. Ten total. such fancy names. I'm just I know. like I know. nowadays where like three is a lot to me. I'm like. Yeah. Seven. I don't know how the wife died, but like I. Uh, she had smallpox. Oh, okay. I was like, you're I, like, I did, my, I did my research. I'm like impressed. I did it this morning, so that's why it's fresh in my head. But I was like exhaustion. Yeah. I just, I, could, I would just be like, you know what? Just run the house. I'm just gonna like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, like all the kids' names. That's the thing that I, I don't have all the kids' names memorized because the only characters who I could really remember that really stood out to me was Gretel and Liesel. That was yeah. Liesel and Gretel definitely stand up because they're oldest. Oldest youngest. Yes. Yeah. But also Kurt only because of the. Oh, Kurt, that's the one I forgot. That's God the one I forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's the funny the one. He's got all the cute little lines too when they're talking about the berries and. 
yeah. how he's in, and then he's and hungry, he's he wants that, to eat the grass. And, and he's the one that stands up and it's like, you don't say that about her dress. And she's like, don't you think it's ugly? He's like, yes, yes but I wouldn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, and he's like the like, comic relief. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So Kurt, uh, yeah, Kurt, I was going to say, too, this was another thing that I thought was interesting from my little facts, the things that were not true to the film uh, and the play, um, was that Brigitte, whoever was playing that character, is the one that... No, that's in the, in the stage version. Uh-huh. No, wait. How was... Brigitte <laughs> is the one that tells Maria that the... Feeling is mutual between the captain. Yeah, in and the her. stage version. In the stage version, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that it's he's not. Like, no, he loves that it's not you, the and you love him. I can see. Yeah, yeah. And it's it kind of speaks true to life that a yeah. child has to and, be the one. And they're to usually like the ones that realize yeah. your own feelings, and yeah. they notice stuff too. More so yeah, than I think some adults. Yeah. The innocence of a child. They just see it all and it's so it's so plain to them, but then And then it's being like so adult, easy for them to be like, Yeah, you're yeah. in love. Like what are you talking about? I know. Right. Adults because take things and they twist things and they, they don't look at it clearly mm-hmm. and it's just like an innocence of a child coming up to you. We overthink. Yeah, everything. I was gonna say we overthink. Yeah. That's why. Um I'm getting the whole story obviously is about music because it's about them becoming the Von Trapp family singers. Mm-hmm. It's about her introducing music into the household obviously falsely not really <laughs> in the real story but uh the music sticks with you it does mm-hmm. and this music has been used over and over again in pop culture and references throughout the years like what do you think it is about this music that makes it resonate so much with people that they besides the catchiness because obviously it's very right. catchy very catchy before taylor swift was around this kind of music <laughs> was, really was catchy yeah. yes <laughs> Um, I think it, the store, the you know, uh, in particular, the um, I have confidence. You know, I, I feel like a lot, so much of it is. But I have confidence wasn't even in the original. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, but I feel like a lot of the songs feel that way. You know what I mean? It's. I think. Happy. Oh, no, 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 sorry. It's just like happy. It gives, yeah. Like the music. Favorite makes things. Makes me feel good. Yeah. It's honestly one of those things where that, those are some of the very first songs I ever memorized whenever mm-hmm. I was growing up Same. in school. Like, that's the kind of music that the teachers would have us listen to. And, and at a young age, I just remember, like, we did these little, like, uh, concerts where we would put on the different costumes of different musicals. And mm-hmm. I remember that was always my favorite one was the favorite thing song. And we were, yeah. you know, talking about all these things and, like, characters were running around on stage. It was just like, a, I think it's one of those things, like you said, it just makes you happy. And it's one of those things where it's so descriptive. And a lot of songs these days are just talking about getting money and doing this right. and that. And it's like, no, this is, like, talking about things in depth and, like, all the little things in life that make you happy. Like, that's the kind of music that I like is something that has true meaning. And I, yeah. I really love mm-hmm. that part part of all the music. The one song that was taken out that uh, with the Captain and Maria song. Um, there's the Captain Maria song then there's the Max and Schroeder song that right. both get taken out. Of the but the, movie. Uh, oh an ordinary couple. Ordinary is couple. the song that they said they took out because it was um, it was uh, prescribed gender roles as what are um, you know, I don't know the way I when because I, I was reading about it, I n- never heard the song, so I was reading about it that they took it out because it, it's very stereotypical mm. uh, gender roles oh. in a in a marriage, so that's why they took it out. Um, but I listened to it and I get it, I get it, but it was still a cute song, song. and it was kind of the same where it was like the little things and the you yeah. know what I mean, like well, I think that there's such an innocence about yeah all yeah. of the songs like. 
it's one of those things that you can follow kind of as you get older and like your song difference can change of like which song you resonate more with as, mm-hmm. you know obviously and we'll get into it because we're going to talk about our diva song in just a second but it's okay. just you know as you get older like a different song is like all of a sudden no that's the song that mm-hmm. yeah. is most relatable to me at this moment in my life mm-hmm. and then, yeah. now it's this song and now it's this song yeah. like and it's so straightforward it's so like easy and simple like you know favorite things like you know what makes me happy when I'm sad like what are the little tiny things in life mm-hmm. that I can focus on and it kind of teaches you that as a child like you know focus on those little things that make you happy rather than like trying to find this big picture to make you feel better right right which is like I feel like why it's shown to so many kids because we all said that like it goes back to our childhood mm-hmm. it teaches life lessons that are like valuable yeah. to these children yeah. watching like I honestly it, it was one of those things as a kid whenever I did see the stage production I, I just wish that I could like teleport back and just go and relive mm-hmm. that day because it was just fun it was like one of my very first musicals that I'd ever gotten to sit down and just watch from start to finish and oh, it was just really cool like it's like I have very fond memories was it a professional production yeah, or like a school, school. Oh, it was high a high school, school. Okay. and honestly but the it was, high school productions like yeah. they're pretty much the, I the same as the Broadway production. Oh, okay. They, they like, I think they give the rights pretty as, well. Like, as a kid, I was very, very impressed. But, like, I will say nowadays, watching different high schools put it on or colleges, like, it just kind of, I guess, it just depends on who does it and how they do it and mm-hmm. how the stage is set up. But sometimes it's one of those things, it's, it's a hard play to put on a stage because you don't have as much room to move around. And so sometimes when I watch them on for, like, high schools and stuff, it's like, eh. But, like, I remember that first time I ever did. Like, they, they just, like, blew it out of the park. It yeah. was, like, really cool. Oh, that's great. So let's move on to our diva song. And for Dakota and for people new to our show, let's describe a little bit of what that is. It's the song from any given show that you just diva out to. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be in your car, you could be in your shower at home, but you're singing at the top of your lungs, you're dancing, you're doing whatever you want to do okay. to this song. All right, Mark, because you were so eager. What is your diva song um, for this show? Well, I can't. I, I have one, but it's in the movie and it's not in the stage version. Okay. So I'm going to eliminate it. you're not going to join us next week, right? No, I probably so won't. So go ahead and say both. Um, so that one would be I Have Confidence because I love it. Uh, but if I, oh. couldn't have, if I couldn't pick that one, um, I still love the, uh, the goat herd puppet. Oh yeah. I just I, there's just something hurt. about it that I just I it just makes me smile. Uh... can't use mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not using yours. I'm not using yours. Um And you have to sing it. Yes. No? <laughs> you That's paying then back you from have earlier. To sing. <laughs> um I'm going to say favorite things for now. Yeah. Or 16 going on 17. Okay. okay. That's what I was going to say. Since it is 2016 going on 2017. Oh. Oh. What? Mind blown. <laughs> now it's technically 2017 going on 2018. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So now you're the male in the song. Right. <laughs> I think that uh, 16 going on 17, because whenever I was like, now I'm like moving on to middle school, I, I, that's what I did for competitions and stuff when I would go and uh, sing. Okay. So that was my song where I, I, like when I was singing, I would just be like, oh, I don't know if it's like, because nowadays Diva is classified as like, like all like no, yeah. that's not we classify we just classify it as whatever you want to say okay because yeah. for me like 16 went on 17 I was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like yeah. just like <laughs> I like that yeah. yeah diva love it yeah. I love that song so much I have a different one for each stage of my life <laughs> <laughs> when I was little it was Lonely Goat Herd uh-huh. um, when I was 16 it was obviously 16 going, going on 17, 17. Yeah. yeah 
Uh, now it's Edelweiss. Edelweiss. I love oh. that song too. My husband, he's my husband's German, so and I remember <laughs> I watching, him sing the, it too. making him watch the movie the first time, and uh, it's just so funny because it's kind of like a running joke for us now because Edelweiss kind of stuck out. Well, it's funny because Edelweiss is now known as this big Austrian song, right. but the song was written for the show. It right. wasn't an Austrian song. Right. Now they like kind of took it and were like, no, this is our it's song It's our now. song now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to play that song on piano when I was a kid. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to play my It's ear. just such a pretty song. It is. And I love when like Liesl and him sing it together. Yeah. In the movie, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on, let's talk about, we talked about a little bit already, the themes of the show, I wrote down, we have kind of Love Conquers All, which I put mm-hmm. also sometimes. Right, yeah. a lot right, of, right. There's a lot of heartbreak also in mm-hmm. this show between mm-hmm. Liesl and Rolf and yeah. Yeah. Baroness and, and the captain. And, captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the importance of family. Right. And how they can get you through tough times. And then obviously there's World War II and the Nazi uprising mm-hmm. in Austria. So it was kind of very close to World War II when this show was made. Mm-hmm. It was 1959, mm-hmm. so we weren't that far after right. this huge so thing So was it happened. like a big controversy? Like, I don't think it was a controversy. I think that they did it very smartly because they made it lighthearted. They made it more about they didn't make it the dark. family. Yeah. And so it gave people like this hope instead of like... Well, I think the, the from down. my understanding to the stage version is a lot heavier up with the uh, political side of everything, whereas the movie's well, I think, less about yeah. that. I think the stage version, like, it does, but there's, it's, like, kind of interspaced within it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not forced in your throat until the very end. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like, oh, there's a telegram for this butler. Mm-hmm. But you're not thinking in your head, oh, it's because the butler's a Nazi. Mm. And is probably leaking information. Like, you don't think about it that way. At least right. as a child, I didn't yeah. think about it like Yeah, that. as a child, I didn't think about it. No, I was just no. like, oh, he got a telegram. Oh, he got right. another telegram. Oh, there's a phone call for him. Like, right. You know, it's they did it in a smart way where it wasn't forced down your throat. And where they didn't make it so much about the Nazis, and they made it about hope rather than mm-hmm. a demise. Right. Right. But what, what about some of these other themes? What about, like, love? Like, do you think it was wise for them to change it from the true story to give that kind of overall love? Or would you have liked to have seen it kind of hmm. stayed true to what actually happened? You know, like, think just from what you've said and it, and it being, like, kind of after the fact, then she kind of fell in love with him. It kind of makes me wonder her intentions. Like, maybe she just wanted to get out of the, like, being a nun, maybe? And, like, that she really did fall in love with the children, but she's like, this is my way out of being a nun. Maybe? I don't know. Um, we don't... I don't know. Um, I, I was trying to think. I feel like I did read something about um, the her... Uh, I think a lot of it was, I think one of the things that I think was true was the fact that she had a hard time being, like, she was very uh, outspoken. And I think if you watch... She joined the convent without really thinking about it. Right. And I think she just had so much more to give, and it was just hard for her to be quiet and still in this, you know, convent. Um, and if you watch the video of uh, her on, I think it is Dinosaur, with her and Julie Andrews, um, you can kind of see she's a spitfire. You know what I mean? She's not by any means what you see when you see, like, Julie Andrews or even Mary Martin. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not that all. And there was even a thing from the kids saying, talking about her, saying that she would go into these rages and she would get very, like, angry and very vocal and stuff, and they would kind of just got to the point where they were just like, she just needs to calm down, we just need to let her calm down, you know, where they got used to her outbursts and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. so. 
So do you um, think it would have helped the show to make her portray her more in that way, or do you think that the show did a right thing? I mean, I think when you go to, I think when you go to musical theater, I mean, again, there's trust me, there's plenty out there that is <laughs> the dark side of every. You know what I mean? You, there's stuff out there, Sweet but I think at that time, especially, people wanted something lighthearted. Yeah, and I don't think that they would. I don't know that it would have done as well. If she yeah. wasn't as likable. I totally agree with you. Know? I, from how Mark described it, I don't think it would have, like, um, I don't think it would have resonated as much with, like, chi- yeah. with children. Yeah. yeah. If she had been portrayed as mm-hmm. how she seems like she was in real life. Well, and I think you, ha- for, the, for it to work with the kids kind of being mean to their governesses, you kind of have to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they do in little tiny ways show her kind of pushing back, like her not taking the whistle. Right, right. Her kind of outburst at him yeah. about the kids and how he needs to know them better. Right. Yeah. So they kind of like almost flipped their roles, like mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's true. And there, yeah, I mean, I, definitely a lot of times you can see her kind of overstepping her boundaries. Bounce, yeah. And kind of like getting pushed back a little bit, but she's very like. She was. It was very prominent that she wasn't a, like a rule follower. But I also think that her overstepping her bounds isn't necessarily conscious. I think it's, for lack of a better word, ignorance. Like she doesn't realize that she's doing it. I think she's just doing it because yeah. she's standing up for the kids, the kids, or she's doing it for a good reason. So that's why she's. You know what I mean? Like I don't think she's like I'm gonna. You know, like yeah. I would do it just to be. Yeah, to her, it's an not idiot. overstepping. <laughs> but I don't think she's doing it. You know what I mean? Like I think it's yeah, gen- she, like she's comes, like no. It, it the comes kids. off as like a yeah. Caring, except for the whistle. Caring. Except for the yeah, whistle. Yeah, yeah. The whistle's like I ain't calling by whistle. Yeah, I mean, no. yeah. I'm not a dog. Yeah, I'm not coming to you at a whistle. Yeah, call. and when she when she blows at him, is like, "What shall I call you?" That part was just super yeah. sassy and super yeah. like I just yeah. love that part because I was I was like, "Oh, she did not." Yeah, like, you can just call me Captain. Yeah, I love it. It's also as an adult now turning into a weird thing to be like, "Call me Captain." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not that weird. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He's not in my house. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my gosh, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Who cares? He went there. All right, let's move on to the Tony Awards on that All right, note. Tony. Uh, so this was nominated for Best Musical, Best Actress in a Musical, Best Featured Actress, Best Scenic Design, Best Musical Direction, which it all won, including Mary Martin and New Way for The Nun. The oh, okay. Year. And I just want to say Mother Superior. Mother Abbas. Mother Abbas. Uh, and the best musical actually tied. Yes. Which is kind of an unheard of. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. It tied with uh, Fiorella. Fer- yeah. Yep. And then we were also nominated, the two men were nominated for Best Featured Actor. It was nominated for Best Direction. Um, and Best Featured Actress in a weird thing where it was all the children were nominated for best featured uh, actress including like, the fact that there are two boys so it would have been one award for all, for all seven. seven wow that's but as featured actress which I kind of like that it, that's interesting well they outnumbered they outnumbered yeah. the boys they outnumbered. <laughs> and they probably True. wanted to give like a good award to the kids just because they had such an iconic role in it yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Like you can't really pick one out of right. Yeah. yeah. If you were, I mean, I I could argue that you'd pick Liesel because yeah. she has a little bit bigger part More than the rest bigger. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought that was interesting that they had this group. I mean, they didn't win it unfortunately, but they had, they gave this group award yeah. to all the kids, being like, "Yeah, you can just." They didn't win. No, mm-hmm. they didn't. No, they were not. Oh. Um. And then there was no video for this one because 
it was before the time where they performed on the Tony Awards. I actually found like a link for the entire 1960 Tony Awards, and I was like looking through it trying to find a video, and I was like, nope, yeah, Aww. just speeches. Yeah, Tony Awards have come a long way. Yeah, I'm glad that yeah. they performed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was revived in 1998. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which did have a video, so we'll play that video. Uh, which this was actually Laura. Um, Laura Bell Bundy? Not Laura Bell Bundy, sorry. Um, I'm, I'm, I should have written it down. Now I'm blanking on my... We'll Google it while I'll, I'll, I'll think. <laughs> it, it'll come back to me in a second. That will bring us back to Was this from the Tonys? Yeah, this is from okay, the Tonys. Okay, I was like, that's in random that he just came out. There's, yeah, actually, there's actually a part before, too, with the oh, wedding okay. and them singing, um, the nun singing. Oh, uh, okay. I love when they do these things for the Tony Awards and they just get everyone out there and it's yeah. just like this. Oh, I, I just love it's that. It's like chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like the way they're all standing, it's just like iconic. It's so cool. This is why the Tony Awards my favorite award. Yeah, yeah. Round of applause. Um, Touche. And now so, Mark's gonna sing. No, I'm not. She's not letting up on that. Uh, so yeah, this one was nominated for best revival. It didn't win, but mm. that was uh, the 1998 one. And I'm still blanking on the name. It's the girl that was in Gypsy, um, that played Gypsy in the the one with Bernadette Peters. Not Bernadette Peters. Uh, no, with the last one. Do you want me to Google it? Yes, please. Okay, I'll Google I'm blanking it. on her name. It's horrible. Um, She's such a big Broadway person. Not, was it, you said 1998. She was just in that She Loves Me. Revival. Sound of Music. She was the understudy. Revival. She wasn't actually in the show. All right, let's get the But it was cast. her first Broadway show. That's what happens when you get old. You need your glasses. All right, Sound of Music, 1998, Revival. Um, it's the understudy for Maria. All righty. And dun, dun, dun. cast is where um, <laughs> going, going back directed. to like, like okay. the one of the the original kids' names was Maria. It's it's kind of funny mm-hmm. that little details like that like they changed that so that way they wouldn't be too Maria. Well, and Rainer too. Uh, Laura Benetti. Benetti. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and she was the understudy for Maria. That was her first Broadway show. Mm-hmm. It was the understudy for Maria, but um, yeah, no, I, what you said. Yeah, it's. That like they changed the last name was Rainer. I think it was also to protect their identities. Yeah. Probably. So they wouldn't get like hounded into the show. But yeah, so Maria Rainer's not her real name. It's Maria something else was her real The real Maria? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm sure I had that somewhere. <laughs> um, so, but let's move on from the, this too, because I know we only have a few minutes left. But uh, so we have so much obviously taken from this musical, real story, book, musical, movie, yeah, pop culture. Like Family Guy did, does a million different mm-hmm. things where they sing songs from different musicals and Sound mm-hmm. of Music's made its way in there, I think, three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we Will have and Grace the, did Will a and thing. Grace. Yeah. The Sound of Music Ooh. Live, which, or the sing along, which you can do. Yeah. I know San Francisco still does it. And, and they had, didn't they do it not too long ago here at the Hollywood Bowl? They did do it at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, oh, not too long ago. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, of course, we had the NBC Live adaption mm-hmm. with Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. The first NBC Live musical, right? Mm-hmm. When they brought it back from, I think the last time they did that was like eighties, nineties that they were doing the musicals. I don't know. I, don't know. I remember because I watched I Mary know. Martin and Peter Pan. Oh in the yeah, 80s yeah, yeah. When they for NBC, yeah. And I still have it on videotape and watch really? the old NBC no, commercials. I love it. I love so it. cool. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Anyway, so let's talk about this live adaptation. What? Because there was things that worked for me, and there was things that didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't do very well. No. It didn't get a lot of critical acclaim or anything. It got a lot of kind of harshness directed at mm-hmm. it. Um, so what do you guys think the reasons for that were? I do. I think so many people just connected to the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, the hardest thing yeah. about doing a stage production of it, is now that the movie is so... And I do think, as far as I know from what I looked at, it's still... The um, it's it surpassed the Gone with the Wind as still the number one box office to date. Wow! So, um, dang, I just think so many people just connect it. It's just hard to, you know. And you watch it, and I'm and she's a fabulous singer. But all I'm sitting here is going, yeah, it doesn't sound like Julianne. (laughs) Yeah, it's just hard. It's really hard to kind of. She did have a lot to live up to, you know, with being playing such an iconic role. you know everyone's going to compare it to Julie Andrews. Well, and, yeah. and, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Carrie Underwood fan. I was, from the very beginning, a huge Carrie Underwood yeah. fan. And she just doesn't have the acting chops, I think, no, and as well. She, and, you know, there was a lot of people, because I posted that, I was like, you know, chemistry with her and Stephen Moore had no yeah. chemistry between them. So mm-hmm. it was very awkward watching it. Yeah. But um, people were like, you know, she's not an actress. I'm like, exactly. She's not an actress, yeah. so we shouldn't be hiring her to act. <laughs> Because that's kind of a disservice mm-hmm. in itself. Plus, you're putting her next to Audrey McDonald, Christian right. Borel, right. Laura Benanti. Mm-hmm. That's why the name stuck. Yeah. She's also in this as the Baroness. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have all these like great Broadway people. You have Stephen Moyer, who's an actor, yeah. professional actor. So you are putting her against these people. Yeah. And Setting it up for disaster. It's like they hired her for her voice, voice. but didn't really take in consideration. The like, oh, like she's going to have to do some major acting here. She's the main character. Like The only other thing that I'd really ever seen Carrie Underwood on was the... I think it was like... It's like the the one where the shark attack. Do you guys remember that movie? Was it oh, about Bethany. Yeah, yeah, and like she gets oh. her, and so like she played like a small like role. She as played like, like the, the Sunday school teacher. Okay. Yeah, and uh. she was very very in it for very a little time, and that was the only other acting credit I've ever seen her have. Yeah, so it was one. She of those had her own um, variety show. Like I think it was one episode they did like a Carrie Underwood live 
Really? And it was cute. It was kind of a spinoff of, and I know that none of you have any idea about Barbara nope. Mandrell and the Mandrell sisters, but they were my everything. Um, <laughs> and um, it, I felt like it was kind of a spinoff of that. I know. Google it. You'll love it. Um, but I felt like it was kind of a spinoff of that. And it, it was cute because it's, it's, I mean, she's not really necessarily playing parts. She was playing herself, but they had like these sketches mm-hmm. and then she'd come out and sing. And I think and when you like use that. pop people, like when you're doing sketches and where you kind of make the sketches work for who they are as people like that's what yeah. SNL does yeah definitely uh, it works better but when you're looking at this and one Julie Andrews is amazing in this role mm-hmm. and you are comparing and Mary Martin and everything and you're comparing her to these people mm-hmm. that are actors mm-hmm. well and I think yeah. and I think it's you know and it's NBC they they want to make a buck and they know the name Carrie Underwood's going to make a buck whether she's that's good true. or not and it did bring in views I mean 18 you know what million I mean? and like, they're still doing them yeah even yeah. though that that didn't and get I good ratings do they're still love doing them the fact that they're doing them yeah you know I think it also did not well like you said people know the movie so when favorite things wasn't sung with the kids mm-hmm. when Lonely Goat Herd didn't have yeah. the puppets. Yeah. You know, people were expecting the movie. Are, mm-hmm. It's the same reason that when theater fans go to watch these film adaptations, they, they get that. picky and nitpicky about it because they love the show so much that yeah. they're like, why did you change this? Why is this right. gone? Why did you move this here? Mm-hmm. Why did you add this song and get rid of that song? So when you're watching these musicals and you're like, knowing the movie but not the musical... You're like, why is this here? Why is that there? Yeah. Why is this song? That song's not in there. Yeah. yeah. And is it in that, was it in the, it's the stage version that they, the Lonely Goat Herd is done during the storm, correct? Yes. And was that the same with the Carrie mm-hmm. Underwood? I, I, I saw it and it's just like I said, I'm completely drawing I, a blank. I know that I sat and watched it. I do remember I was confused during that part because. Like, what's yeah, going on? Lonely Goat Herd is sung during, in the movie, where Favorite Things is, is. And Favorite Things is sung between her and the Mother Abyss. Yes. Right. right. Which right. I didn't mind because Audrey McDonald. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it was like a duet. Yeah. yeah. And I also forgot Audrey McDonald. Yeah. I don't know how I forgot that. Yeah. But yeah, I think... I remembered when I was researching. So I, I think like, that oh, there was right. a lot of good, and I think it got overshadowed by the fact that people were comparing her to Julianne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, for me at least, she has a great voice, and I love Carrie Underwood. CDs and stuff, and I think she has a great voice, but she's not a soprano yeah. in the way that this role is a soprano. Yeah. So when you're used to hearing it at this range, and she's bringing it down to this range, mm-hmm. it changes that. Well, and you know, and Julie Andrews, that note, and yeah, you know, she did that. When that was her doing. Him. You know, she did that, and that's not written in there. So it's like now everyone's got, it's hard because now you're compared to that and everyone yeah. wants to hear that note now she's a hard person to compare anyone to I mean yeah. she's just so she's Julie Andrews yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. and it's terrible it's terrible yeah. to have this woman that had such an amazing voice and to have, Not have one I thing know. happen and ruin her voice forever yep yeah yep so that's I mean Julie Wait, Andrews what happened uh, she, she, had, she sur- had surgery they, on the her the surgery throat, messed up and the doctor no. messed up and it made it so she can't sing, sing anymore. Yeah. yeah. She can she tried, sing just yeah. not the way that she like she, oh she sang in Princess Diaries too, yeah. I believe, but it was just I mean it's nowhere near yeah, where she was. That is We're, heartbreaking. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. That is like Imagine crushing. being the doctor though, yeah. having to the live screwed with that. Up mm-hmm. Julie Andrews voice. Wow. They did uh not too long ago um 
they did a, I think a Barbara Walters special for the 45th anniversary of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had it on my DVD. And she my, came out I, and sang. Uh, yeah. It was just so, it was, I, a lot, there was so much that I learned from watching it. It was just so cute. So if you can find a way to see that again, it was really. I'll, I'll try to find it. And they were like Oprah on, too. I'll once. try to play it next week during They did an Oprah review. appearance. The, all the kids and really? her and the, um, Christopher Plummer. I could have swore yeah. they did something not too far ago that was like uh, Diane Sawyer. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I oh, think that okay, was like okay. 45th anniversary or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah. But, um, I need to watch that. But yeah, I think that's all we can say about the NBC Live version. Is yeah. I think it would have been a success, unfortunately, if they had chosen a different yeah. actress. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean... In my opinion, I liked it better than Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. So, I would, but I would have made Audrey. I would have almost made Audrey McDonald the Marie role. Yeah. She's older, but yeah, you know, Mary Martin was forty-five when she played this role. Yeah. So, but I don't know. Uh, let us know, guys, what you think of the MC Live of this theater show. Uh, <laughs> what your feelings and thoughts were. What your diva song is. Let us know all of those things. Um, we're going to be back next week talking about the movie. Jackie will be back. We'll hopefully have some of faces back with us. Mark, unfortunately, will not be will not here. I won't be here after work. Unless something drastic changes. But <laughs> if it does, I will be here. You'll be here in spirit. I'll be here. Yes. Um, we'll bring a cut out of... I'll, I'll come live via satellite from the Odyssey Theater. We'll, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll bring a clip of him singing and it'll yeah. be fine. Oh, I can do that. I can, I can periscope in or something from my theater. It'd be appropriate for Broadway. We could have you call into the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Where can we find you guys one last time? Uh, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lorraine Love, L-O-R-A-Y-N-E-L-O-V-E. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Back of Talks TV. You guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr. Dakota T. Jones. You guys can find me at BFIPS14. Also, check out, we have a Twitter, Broadway Beatdown. We have a Facebook page. And also, let us know what shows you want to see coming up and everything. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. And make sure you rate, subscribe on here, on iTunes, wherever you're listening from. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. We'll see you guys next Bye. week. Bye. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorites.